Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back. And you heard him. Make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, J-A-K-I-B Media. It's where you can find all of the conversations that I have nightly with Johnny Mack. You can also find... Clips, segments from the middle every day with Aton Shander, Harry Mays, and Barrett Brooks, and a ton of other content, so make sure you're subscribed there. All right, Thursday here on The Fix, and it's that time. Let's bring John into the conversation now. Follow John at JF McMullen on Twitter. Check out all of his written work for SI.com and PhillyVoice.com, and you can listen to him every Saturday morning on Extending the Play you can listen to him on Birds 365 with himself and uh, Jody Mack coming soon. All right, let's bring John in now, and there's a lot to get to. I mean, we have Carson Wentz looking sharp in the uh, Colts colors there at the podium with the blue blazer. And we have more, uh, more quotes from Howie and Nick Sirianni and the whole gang. So plenty to get to here tonight. As always, nothing new. John, how we doing, man? I'm doing well. Let's talk some ball, right? Let's talk some ball. <laughs> oh, it's sad, by the way, you bring up. I, 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 I see Carson Wentz, and I say, oh, I know that blazer. That's pretty sad. That's, that's the extent of my life. <laughs> hey, man, you know. You're you're locked in here, and where where should we start this? Should we start with Carson Wentz up in Indy? Uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think we got uh, a little clarity today, more from Howie Roseman than than Carson. I I think both sides took the high road. Yeah, and I expected that, but we did get a little bit out of Howie, kind of saying, you know. I think it's pretty evident, let's put it this way, that if Carson was even slightly um, 
amenable to come back, he'd be back. He'd be the quarterback of the Eagles. So, like, nobody wants to eat $34 million, and the Eagles are essentially, I looked it up, 16.34% of their salary cap this season is going to a, the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. So they didn't want to do that. They were they had to do that. Carson just wanted a fresh start, and he didn't want to come back. Yeah, it's it was interesting to see his reaction, and and you know, oftentimes in life, not just with NFL and players at the podium, but people tell you more in their like mannerisms and body language than they do in their words, and even just how Carson reacted to when he started to say, like, you know, listen, to be honest. It wasn't fun, and I'm paraphrasing. It might have been exactly that, but you know, it it wasn't fun. It, it was, it was a rough go of things in Philadelphia last season, and you could just tell that it was just like a big weight off his shoulders not being here anymore. Um, you know, what what was your thoughts when when that part of the the conference came up? Yeah, I, I yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, he kind of shut down after he got benched, and I, I talked about it a lot. I ultimately, I think he benched himself. I've said that pretty consistently. Um, but one, once the Eagles made that decision, like he was out of here mentally, um, and it really goes all the way back to April and Jalen Hurts and selecting him in the draft. Uh, he, that was fractured the relationship. And uh, I think the Eagles, that's another thing how he kind of addressed without addressing is that they have to learn some things from the way they did business. And we've been talking about that a lot, basically from day one. I, you know, it was interesting to me that Jeffrey Lurie sits there and talks about emotional intelligence and they showed none of that when they drafted, um, a kid 53rd overall is for a quarterback, um, you know, in the prime of his career in theory that you just basically gave uh, the keys to the franchise. And look, it disrupted the whole thing, and they need to learn from it. And the comparisons, Howie also mentioned there are no comparisons. (laughs) And so the talk about Aaron Rodgers, it's not about player. Yeah, Aaron's much better, but he's also old. Um, so you could spin. You got to start thinking about the future. You could at least spin it. You could also disagree with that, but it makes some sense. Doesn't make sense taking a quarterback with a premium pick when you have another quarterback who's 27 years old and he gave a hundred and whatever it was, $128 million. So, I think the Eagles learned from that. Yeah, but here's like my two cents with that, and it was a mistake. And absolutely, with the benefit of hindsight, it's you have to admit it's a mistake at this point. But like, it's communication. Like, I want them. I don't want them to learn from that decision. I want them to learn from that experience. Like, don't you think, John? If they sat Carson down before that pick. Like, listen, Carson, we just gave you this contract. We we believe in you. We love you. You're our guy. But, you know, Nick's gone. We want to stay cheap at, you know, the backup position to you. You know, if there's an opportunity to get a guy like Jalen Hurts, we're going to get him. But 
you know, don't worry. And, you know, hopefully you don't disagree. You know, you get my point. Like that, that to me is the learning experience because it just seemed like there was no communication throughout the organization. And I want that to change more than anything. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I always bring up the Bo Levi Mitchell story, which I told on extending the play. I don't know if you were there or not, but, you know, and, and people are going to say, who was who Bo Levi Mitchell? And rightfully so. And he was a CFL quarterback. And, and, he, and he told the story about, uh, you know, Minnesota wanted to sign him to be Kirk Cousins' backup. And he went in with the typical mindset of what you do uh, in, in those types of situations, what do you do? You say, oh, I want to come in and compete. I'm going to push him. I'm going to try to take the job. I <laughs> hope no. he said that. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want you to do anything like that. We just want you to sit in the corner, support the starter, uh, and not make any waves. And he made a mistake and he's still in the CFL. Um, that's the way you handle quarterbacks in the NFL. You might not agree with it, but that's the way you got to do it. They're all you've seen it all over the league. It's not just Carson Wentz. Everybody's very provincial. Russell Wilson's upset. Deshaun Watson's upset. Um, and Aaron Rodgers was upset. We just mentioned. And on and on and on. We've talked about this is the year of the quarterback angst. I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know what, how you want to describe it. But these guys, that is the one position. And, and you know, it isn't a generational thing when you consider um, – the cliche that's been around forever that if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. It's always been that way. And it's always going to be that way. Yeah. I mean, you look at like the Saints situation last year and even carrying into this year is interesting when there were plug and play Taysom Hill and then, you know, Drew goes down and they go with Taysom. And now this Winston Taysom Hill dynamic in, in New Orleans, I think that's something interesting to to keep an eye on because that's that's a perfect example of two quarterbacks is is no quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, from the, you know, probably from a, a production standpoint, because ultimately, uh, obviously, I, I don't think those two are going to be successful. Um, yeah, because I don't think they're good enough. Certainly, Jason's yeah. not. You know, Jameis has talent, but never been able to figure out how to not turn the football over um it, it every situation's different you know that's what the eagles tried to replicate and duplicate a little bit is the same situation but you know drew Brees was so entrenched he you know he's the first ballot hall of famer he's got nothing to worry about sure um uh, and and Taysom hill was a gimmick player Um, and and that's what he is, and that's what he was, even though the Saints have kind of talked him up and Sean Payton. But, you know, people who understand uh, know what he is, Um, whereas, you know, Jalen Hurts is a more well-rounded quarterback, and he has a lot more to offer than a Taysom Hill in theory. Um, so, as I said, every situation is a little bit different, but the fact that, you know, Carson's not as entrenched as, as Drew Brees, pretty obvious now because he's in another 
City. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Hurts was more than, you know, just a gimmick guy. So uh, I think from basically square one, Eagles, if there was a mistake to be made, they made it with that quarterback situation. Talking with John McMullen, as we do every night right here on The Fix on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, 730, Monday to Friday. Uh, plenty to discuss here with Wentz, Roseman, and Sirianni. Let's let's shift gears on on Roseman and Sirianni uh, a little bit more here, John. What what was your biggest takeaways uh, from that standpoint? Uh, Nick's got to cut out the caffeine. How he's got to <laughs> got to get a little more caffeine. How he seemed a little down. And Nick was, you know, Nick was. Nick was flying high, uh, enthusiasm. <laughs> I, I did think, in all seriousness, I, I did think Nick was a little bit more comfortable. So that part I like. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned um, on football twenty four seven as well. I, I, you know, he 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 seemed to really have like about a minute, and he and he was on point, and and he was solid. But then he just kept going, and. Yeah. Then, so he's got to learn to tighten up his message. I think he'll get better, but I mean, some people are going to love the enthusiasm. Some people are going to hate it. That's just kind of what it is. And ultimately, um, that'll be decided by obviously how many games he wins. You know, if he's that excitable and and he's winning games, I mean, people are going to love that guy. And if he's acting like your high school coach and losing games. I mean, that's what they're going to call him. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he needs to be careful. Uh, Philadelphia, we all know how Philadelphia is. And, you know, that that could be him. Like, he could be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get at, he needs to be real, but he could be real. You know, that, that could just be him. But if he loses a couple games early, you know he has to be he has to be careful. That that's all I'm gonna say because me personally, it just comes off as he doesn't know how to act. So he's just going the rah rah win one for the Gipper uh, character, and I, I've already had enough of it personally. And it's his second time talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, and that's how people. I, I, certain people are gonna take it. No yeah. question. I mean, yeah, anytime you're over the top and enthused, you know first thing you're going to think is this manufactured is this real right you know what is he trying to do so i i think that's sort of natural i i think he's i think he's being real i think that's his personality and that's you know probably one of the reasons he convinced uh jeffrey Lurie uh to be the head coach of this team but yeah ultimately it's not going to matter either way unless you win and that's that's everybody so, I mean, if you're understated, uh, overstated, whatever, uh, everybody's got sort of different uh, personality quirks and different ways they go about it. And, and none of it matters. If you win, it, you win, and, and everything's copacetic. And if you don't, I mean, everything about your personality, people are going to use against you. That's just the nature mm-hmm. of the beast. Yeah, no, that's that's the bottom line, and that that's true. And I I just think for him early is going to be important. And you can it, the personality doesn't matter. That that's true for any new head coach in the NFL in a city like Philadelphia. 
you just hope for his sake uh, he gets off to a good start, he can get comfortable early, and then everything else can fall into place, I think, a little bit uh, easier. But we shall see. Uh, It's interesting because, was it last Monday now, Jeffrey Lurie comes out and says, I don't want a quarterback competition, we're going to go a different direction, paraphrasing that, at number six, and now... Recently, that seems to have changed a little bit, uh, particularly from Howie Roseman. And then this Deshaun Watson stuff is picking up and the lawsuit. Um, yeah, talk about that whole dynamic now, and then we can work in the, the Deshaun Watson story because that's certainly picking up steam as it's no surprise. Yeah, and I just wrote about that on, on Philly Boys. So, I, I mean, that's kind of a perfect example of, oh, well, <laughs> you know, if you keep your door open for business and, you know, something happens and um, the value declines for whatever reason, I didn't think it was going to be that reason. But yeah. I, I would have told you, and I think I did tell you yesterday, you know, Sean Watson's going to take three first-round picks. Not going to take three first-round picks now <laughs> in 24 hours. Right. Uh you know, he he might be, he might not even be playing. I mean, I you know, these are really serious accusations. So, I mean, either they're true or they're not. And if they're true, Sean Watson might be done in the NFL. That's how serious the the, the accusations are. But uh, obviously, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Um, all these are just allegations. There's no legal. Uh, part to it. Um, so uh, that story, a lot, you know, to unpack uh, from that perspective. But certainly uh, from a team thinking about acquiring Deshaun Watson, I would think everybody's on pause. Everybody. Um, so to me, I mean, that's not even relevant to the Eagles anymore. Uh, and and I, I've always said from the start that Jeffrey Lloyd's biggest mistake is not, you know, the decree or ordering his personnel department. It's leaking the information to Chris Mortensen because it does your team no good. Yep. Uh, again, if you want Kyle Pitts, if you want Jamar Chase, it, it behooves you to say we're involved with quarterbacks because other teams, most notably Carolina, Denver, who are behind you, they might say, oh, we need a quarterback and if Fields, for instance, starts to drop and you say, oh, the Eagles might take him, we got to go up and get him. And what that does is it means a position player is going to get pushed down the board and the Eagles are more likely to get the player they want, whether it's Pitts or, or Chase or whomever. Um, so I, I think Howie smartly started to do damage control with that and saying, you know, Jeffrey didn't say that quarterbacks are in play. We're doing our due diligence, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it's true, but he had to do it as sort of damage control because Jeffrey Laurie only hurt the team in the draft by, by leaking that. I, I think it's really interesting that you say, um, you know, Deshaun Watson could be done altogether. Um, I'm, I didn't even really think of that. I, I thought of it, but in reality, he's the top three quarterback. I'm just thinking, okay, this could hurt his um, 
stock. Well, you have it. nine women accusing you of uh, assault. I, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, again, it, we've seen these stories, and and for whatever reason, um, especially when it's one or two, and you look at high-profile people who make a lot of money, and um, you know they 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 could be just trying to uh, get a money grab. But when when the numbers start to increase, mm-hmm. and the NFL is looking into it now, they they've officially issued uh, a statement saying they're looking into it under the personal conduct policy, and that that to me is is scary. Um, and I hope uh, Deshaun Watson um, is has done none of this. But I mean, yeah. you got to be realistic. And if you're a team that said you know, the New York Jets, forget about the Eagles, anybody who's thinking about, you got to, I don't see how you can make that move until you have some clarification on whether this is going anywhere. I don't see how anybody could make that move. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And I wonder what Houston's thinking right now, you know, like, (laughs) <laughs> they 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 obviously have not wanted to trade him and they're trying to figure out how to keep him this is before all these allegations become public so now it's like okay well can we work this out and and try and get him to stay or are they hitting the panic button and making calls like all right we'll give you you know instead of three first rounders like you said last night John just give us you know one or or you know that whole dynamics interesting but i just think like you said there's just too much uh smoke that uh, no deal can even be thought about being made at this point. Yeah, from everybody's perspective, and I think you know, from a cynical viewpoint, from just a football viewpoint, if if you know Deshaun Watson is is being targeted for whatever reason, bitterness or what have you, it, it will actually help the Houston Texans because, um, you know, he can he can scream all he wanted, but trades and, and wanting out of there, but um, he's going to be relevant, well aware pretty quickly that this, as I said, the pause button has to be hit. So, for, and, and when when that happens, by the way, if, if the Jets, for instance, are, are serious and are really pushing to acquire Deshaun Watson, well, they can't afford to just sit in a stasis. They have to make decisions and you know their decision will probably be to draft Zach Wilson at number two and that means they're not going to trade for Deshaun Watson so I yeah I mean you might have to go back and play for the Houston Texans if he's allowed to play in the NFL we've talked a lot about Zach Ertz and you know, how he wouldn't say much about a potential trade for Zach Ertz. He noted that they valued what he's done and he means a lot to the organization. Kind of just a bunch of Captain Obvious quotes, but uh, your thoughts on, on what they had to say and, and not had to say regarding Ertz. Yeah, I I, I don't know. You know, it's pretty, I, I think the Eagles won a fourth round pick, which is you think is not a lot. Um, because they don't have a fourth-round pick, and they just don't want to give them away. But as we go through this process, I mean, right after, almost right after the Eagles' press conference was finished and how it was done, the Chargers, who were one of the teams that offered something uh, for Zach, 
whether it was a late-round pick, most likely. Uh, they signed Jared Cook, who, you know, is not – he's 34. He's not as productive as Zach in theory, but he is uh, a, still a pretty good pass-catching tight end. And they spent $6 million. I, I don't think they're going to budget another $8 million for Zach Ertz. Uh, so that door is probably closed. And, you know, the New York Giants also signed Kyle Rudolph, which, you know, the Eagles weren't going to trade him in the division anyway. But it is the tight end market, yeah. and it, it, it affects other teams. In other words, you know, um, you know, maybe Rudolph, they gave him 7 or $8 million a year. So um, you see how other teams react to that. And, and the door is closing. Uh, as far as, you know, teams who need a tight end, the Bills are still out there, and they offered a late-round pick that wasn't enough, and there's still talk of Baltimore and obviously Indianapolis. Uh, so ultimately, we've been saying this from the start, I think they're going to trade Zach Ertz, but the Eagles are really playing hardball on that one, and I'm a little surprised, to be honest. You know, we... Um... We talked a lot about quarterback position here. Lions release backup quarterback Chase Daniel. Is that that's a reunion that makes sense just to bring someone that's been in this, um, you know, that this QB room in the past, bring him in as a backup or a third string guy. So I just want your thoughts on that. And then I also want your thoughts on we just talked about Trubisky in Chicago. He's headed to Buffalo to back up Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I saw. I guess they're kind of similar, uh, you know, except one's really good. That's <laughs> really bad. But from an athleticism standpoint, they are pretty similar. So I guess the theory is that you don't have to change the offense that's that, that much, but I, I, I don't buy into that stuff because as I said, one's good, one isn't. Yeah. So, uh, but you need a backup quarterback and uh, you hope, any team's hope is you don't have to play the backup quarterback. So that's pretty much where you are. As for the Eagles, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, ultimately you see Jacoby Brissett is, is no longer available, Tyrod Taylor. So even that sort of uh, upper-tier backup is sort of closed. For the Eagles now, so I, I think you are at the point where you're talking about a Chase Daniel or, hey, Nate Sudfeld, bring him back. <laughs> I mean, you don't want competition at the quarterback position. Yeah, and then go to the draft and, and draft a, a quarterback in the later rounds, sort of a developmental guy. Um, and there's your three quarterbacks. I, I think that's that's going to be the way it's going to go. John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider, joins us every night on The Fix at 7.30 for all the latest surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles and the National Football League. It's uh, it's crazy, man. I really feel like uh, there's plenty to talk about in season, obviously, talking about the next week's games and uh, recapping the last week's. But the offseason, John, it really is a little bit more hectic at times than, than in season. You're telling me it's much more hectic, much more hectic. Yep. So we'll be talking about all the craziness every night. We'll do it again one more time this week 
tomorrow night on the fix at 730. All right, John, I appreciate it, man. All right, thanks, Ryan. Yep, thank you. There he is, Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac. Uh, Good stuff, as always. All right, let's... Get to the top of the hour VSIN update, the 76ers. No. Um, much more still ahead. One hour down, just like that. College hoops in action, baby. Give you the updates. I'll give you some of my picks for the late games coming up in this 8 p.m. hour. Keep it locked in on the fix. AM 1490, Sports Betting Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 